0: Ladies and
1: gentlemen, making its way to the ring, it's been called Actually Quite Good, Fast Food Action, and One Long Blur. Please pull out your cell phones and scream at your champion. Twelve rounds! Will we beat the system or leap out of a window? Find out this week on Signature Movies. With the game under my arm. Anyone in my path is done considerable harm. Really good done. Scratch that, really get gone. Really put the gloves on and went in an octagon. Straight shooter, the mod of a supercomputer, the ruler in the ring. Welcome to Signature Movies, a podcast that takes you film by film through the productions of WWE Studios, the movie division of WWE the Wrestling Company. I'm one of your hosts, Preston. Uh,
0: I am the other host, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Preston. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, my friend. How about yourself?
0: Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. I, I, no? I think this was this was going to come up eventually.
1: Unfortunately,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I have. to Why say. not so, in the y-
1: first twelve seconds of the podcast?
0: No, something happened to me today that is kind of it's it's a weird thing. But you know, you know that I'm a part of the Panera Bread Sip Club.
1: <laughs> I was not aware. No. Enlighten me to the, what the, is it, first of all, is this a plug? Did we get a sponsor?
0: No, 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 no. Okay. I, 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 in fact, after this, I'm not even sure I would want Panera as a, as a
1: sponsor. Wow. Um, okay. Essentially. Consider me engaged.
0: Essentially. No, I, and I do think you're gonna get married someday, but <laughs> I, Panera Bread has like a, it's called the Sip Club. You understand? I do. And basically what that is, you sign up for a monthly fee. And then you can go in whenever you want, and uh, just get a drink for free. Okay. Okay. Or, or at least so I thought. And that, <laughs> and, and so I got a free trial to the Sip Club uh, through my my credit card. And <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'll do it. So, all right. So here's the situation today. It's it's getting cold here in Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's below freezing today. Okay. And so I I was gonna go to the gym, and I'm, this isn't about me and what I do, right? But I was gonna go to the gym, <laughs> and I thought, oh hey, on the way to the gym, I'll stop at Panera Bread and I'll get a drink. You know, get, uh-huh. I usually get Diet Pepsi. Okay. So. <laughs> so. Gym l- fuel, l- long, as,
1: as they alternatively title it.
0: Long story short, Preston, I was in a <laughs> I was in a I was in a hoodie and gym shorts, okay, because I was going to the gym. Yeah. And so. I go into Panera and I'm at the self-serve kiosk and I'm, uh-huh. I'm ordering a more, I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I'm redeeming my sip club reward. Okay. <laughs> there's a, there's an older woman next to me and she turns to me and says, there's always someone in shorts. And you know, and so <laughs> I, I laugh and then I say something really stupid, which is uh-huh. I say to her, I say to her, Oh, I'm only here for the sip club. <laughs> <And> then <laughs> Which is the only thing we can muster. I didn't know what else to say. I, I was caught off guard. So then, then she kind of has this like look on her face. And then, and then she goes, what's, what, what, what's the sip club? And I explained to her, like, I explained to her what I explained to you. Yeah. And I say, I say, hey, why don't we do this? Because I was just like out of my mind. I said, why don't we do this? <laughs> I'll let me log if you have you if you haven't ordered yet, let me log into your kiosk and I'll get you a free drink. Uh-huh. And she and she was like, Yeah that yeah, sure, that that'd be really kind of you. <laughs> and so I log I log in to her kiosk on my Panera bread account uh-huh. and I get her a free drink and then uh-huh. she and then so she orders whatever, you know, and then she checks out and then she goes she's at the fountain filling up her drink. Okay. Yeah. So then I return to my kiosk and I log in and I go to redeem my free drink again, uh-huh. but you can o- you can only redeem one every two hours. Okay. So I'm locked out. Of, of...
1: <laughs> the doors have been closed and locked on the Sip Club.
0: <laughs> I cannot I cannot redeem my Sip Club reward <laughs> on my kiosk because I already <laughs> redeemed it on the neighboring kiosk. <laughs> And given that I was only there to get a drink, like an idiot, I just had to walk out.
1: As, as was previously established, you're only there for the sip club. Yeah,
0: that's what I told her. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, I guess I don't, I don't get a drink now. I, I did you just walk out? Yeah. yeah I'm
1: not
0: the, <laughs> do you know what they charge for a drink there? It's like three dollars if you're on the <laughs> So. Oh my god. Oh. Anyway, I mean, I mean they had water at the gym, but it's really not the same. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what was your week like?
1: It was, it was not bad, man. It was not bad. My um I know I've told you briefly about my apartment complex, but for the listener, um I moved into this apartment about 6 months ago, and it's kind of like an absentee parent apartment complex, where it's a house that's been transformed into three apartments um and it's owned by a company that mostly does house mortgages uh so i think we might be one of like one or two rental properties so they, they kind of just go on so they forget about us uh famously the first month i was here there was no trash pickup and i found a worker my neighbor um did what i called trash mountain where as like a form of protest he would just stack up his trash in the front lawn until it formed a small mountain um and since then this company has sold it to a company which cares even less um but somehow they tracked down my number and uh, reached out and they said, hey, do you, do you have any dogs? I said, no. They said, okay, have you seen any dogs? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, yeah I, think, I think one of the neighbors has a dog. And they're like, okay, okay, do you, do you have any animals? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I have a cat. They said, are you allowed to have that cat? And I said, yeah. And they said, okay, okay. Um, There have been animals, like, sighted in other yards, um, and we just want to make sure that they're not ours. Uh, So, you know, just kind of chaos over here. Um, You know, I I think that I've kind of become the, uh, I don't want to say the rat, but the informant on the rest of my apartment complex. I don't know if they have the numbers of the other tenants, but... um, you know, just kind of keeping things locked down over here. Um, wow. Yeah. You,
0: well, if they would have read any Shelley Kagan, they would know that we're all animals. Technically.
1: <laughs> they were having a lot of trouble counting their animals, right?
0: What she means is non-human animals, but
1: well, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, President, best of, luck of, best of luck with that. As you know, I'm, I'm coming to visits uh, in a, in a month, <laughs> in a month. And yeah, uh, I've Started I've inten-
1: intentionally gotten you a um, a uh, hotel to avoid all this nonsense. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, that, that um, you have.
0: Wait, you have.
1: Yeah, my sister is uh, using her points. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Does, wait. Does Does your sister work in the hotel industry?
1: <laughs> my sister works as a traveling salesman, if you will. Um, and she uh, so she's got a lot of flight miles and uh hotel miles or points whatever they are i'll, oh, I'll ask her next time i see her if she's a member of the sip club i'm sure that's re- redeemable as well
0: oh i'd love to get her a drink um <laughs> <laughs> preferably two hours before i want one uh.
1: <laughs> we'll catch hey. her on the way to the gym
0: hey preston uh kind of a you know again it's a theme that I can't help it. I do have some housekeeping, but this, <laughs> but but it's going But this this housekeeping this week's a little more fun. So just okay. one one minor note. Um, if you remember, uh, two episodes ago, we had some fun uh, character building conversation questions.
1: Yeah, I remember them vividly.
0: Okay, what, one of which was uh, whether you would prefer to ride a roller coaster or eat an ice cream sundae.
1: Yes, as I remember, remember where I one? went with roller coaster.
0: Yes, yes, and that kind of told me a lot about you. So what I did was, <laughs> as as we discussed, I put I posed the question to our uh, followers on Twitter, and I opened up a poll, and uh-huh. I have some surprising results, but I do have the results to that poll.
1: I'm I'm on the edge of my seat, Ryan.
0: Okay, and I think this is this will be informative one way or the other. But the question was again, would you rather ride a roller coaster? Or eat an ice cream sundae. Right. And we actually, and, uh, the, the results of the Twitter poll are in, we actually have a tie,
1: Preston. Wow.
0: It was a dead heat. Uh, both Roller Coaster and Ice Cream Sunday received zero votes. <laughs> so, <laughs> we ended up in a tie on that one.
1: No one, no one voted. it can be a paralyzing question for some you know and divisive you know you don't you don't want to throw your hat in the ring one way or the other you know twitter can be a very divisive place in uh these days around around a lot of hot button issues and you got to kind of pick your battles so thank you to all our devoted listeners for uh you know taking care of yourselves first uh there our next poll will be much more conscious to kind of keep it a little bit more low-key you know maybe fun but soften out the deep portion a little bit
0: so you're saying a lot of the potential voters kind of wanted to sleep on it in a way
1: <laughs> yeah okay well How long so was the yeah poll open for
0: uh 24 hours yeah okay i mean a whole day a whole yeah day but <laughs> that's okay yeah it's it's polarizing and yet yeah, some people don't want to show their cards you know a lot of people don't want to <laughs> yeah
1: it's true. Uh, well, one, so. one person who does want to show their cards, Ryan. John Cena.
0: Oh, shit. Present? can we... Can we I, I'm getting a call. I'm sorry. Can we... Yeah. Can I just... Can I yeah, just do no, this Yeah, no, go quick? ahead. Okay. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, this is Sim. Oh, wait. You said you lost an order? You lost my order. Oh... Yeah. No, this, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the, it's a Pennsylvania address. Well, if I, if I remember, yeah, it was the American Eagle bonfire fleet striped Baja hoodie. It, wait, do you still have it in stock? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go with that. You know, medium.
1: Yeah. Please, if you can get it out. Um, L- remind them it's below freezing in Pennsylvania right now
0: yeah that's that's right that's right yeah no please yeah yeah oh you yeah that's fine that's fine <laughs> wait you're saying it's called after pay and what so you're so if i so that's 47.96 now or four four interest-free payments of 11.99 <laughs> so 11.99 four times
1: <laughs> it's a scam run
0: let me ask you something. Let's say, let's just say I pay $11.99. I'm, I'm diligent with my payments and I pay it the first two months. If I decide upon the third payment to pay, uh, the rest of the balance, is there a prepayment penalty on that? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Let's do, let's do the after pay. And, um, that sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Hey, any and before I let you go, is there any new uh, colors coming down the pipeline for this hoodie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I know it. All right, <laughs> bye, bye. All right, sorry, Preston. Thanks for it's
1: okay, buddy. Just added. Do, do you do you think part of the reason why they didn't get it out to you is that you hadn't paid yet? <laughs> He's dropping. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been. I might have been.
0: <laughs> no, they, they don't charge you until the, they f- fulfill the order. And I guess they, they had lost the order of, for some mm. somehow. I, I, I can't explain
1: it. Neither could he, but. <laughs> Somebody's about to get camp fired over at American Eagle.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, it's worth it though. You know, I mean, whatever you want to <laughs> say about, whatever you want to say about the customer service. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the package does come it's gonna be it's gonna be great um and i i'm sure as you heard uh four rounds of uh interest free payments on <laughs> item. And, uh, yeah and so similar i think but, each but, one
1: will get harder and harder as, as the time approaches
0: yeah i was gonna say unfortunately for uh danny fisher he had 12 rounds to go through. yeah
1: <laughs> it's true <laughs> well ryan amazing segue we are indeed talking about Twelve Rounds, uh, the John Cena 2009 theatrical production movie. We're back out of the DVD doldrums, Ryan, into a three-actual production. Um, this is the fifth WWE Studios production, and it's directed by Rennie Harlan. Ryan, it's not his first big movie. This guy's big time. Shout out the big bucks for Rennie Harlan. We're not dealing with like our little guys who are just getting their big shot, guys dealing with the first big budget. Previous porn, you know, directors. Previous commercial directors. This guy's big time. He's directed Die Hard, Two, Cliffhanger. He's got bona fide credentials. Um, and kind of a funny tangent. Uh, did you did you ever watch the uh, Hercules movie with the Rock?
0: You want to hazard a guess, Preston?
1: <laughs> I, will, I will. I'm gonna say no. But do you remember, Ryan? Do you remember that the year that movie came out, there was another Hercules movie that came out. It was a year of two Hercules movies
0: okay I, I vaguely yeah
1: vaguely yeah so the other one directed by Rennie Harlan and uh, you know similar you know the rock just crushed him the rock came in and uh, just destroyed him with his star power which is you know something that we're gonna kind of get into in later episodes of this but just interesting you know he's he's already got some bona fide ties to uh, to wrestling and uh, dealing with wrestlers
0: well yeah I mean I I don't know much about films. Obviously, that's why you know you're you're kind of the second half of this uh, this second piece of this puzzle <laughs> or first piece, whatever. We're not going to get into that. But, uh, I guess though, after seeing twelve rounds, you would agree that the director doesn't really have a lot of bearing on the quality of the film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. So the uh, the director's pretty much um, his whole thing with this was. He knew he was using Cena. This was Cena's movie. Um, so if we remember from the Marine, you know this is something John Cena pretty much just got told by Vince McMahon. You know, um, Cold Stone dropped out. You got ten days. You're the guy in this movie. And Cena just kind of did his took his jobber mentality and attributed it to films. Just went, did his job, went home. This is now Cena coming back three years later, I guess two years for the shooting deadline. Um, and telling Vince McMahon, "This is my movie. I want to shoot this movie." And Vince McMahon's like, "Okay." Hands in $20 million, uh, goes to Rennie Harlan. And Rennie Harlan and uh, John Cena have a very similar ideology on these movies, uh, which is, like, do not make John Cena look like a superhuman. Do not make him look like a wrestler. Do not make him look like anything, anything above an average guy. Uh, you, think they, you think they accomplished that, Ryan?
0: No. 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 <laughs> but, I mean, that. that's, so that's interesting. That's interesting that you say that. Let me just say because I mean, if they stuck to that philosophy, I think I would have liked this movie a lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think John Cena would have liked this movie a lot more too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ren- Rennie Harlan's big quotes like anytime he's asked about this movie, he just kind of goes along of like I didn't want I won- didn't want to make like this superhero movie, um, and his big method for kind of toning the Rock down was putting him in long sleeve shirts. Uh, so he's like, yeah, but you know, what? we put him in long sleeve shirts, didn't show off any muscles, not a single shirtless Rock scene. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Cena, scene. Um, and uh, yeah, he um, and John Cena was really on board of that. And I think, you know, looking at this, like anytime you listen to John Cena interviews uh, about this, first of all, to my great chagrin, Ryan, He just does not have anything nice to say about the Marine. I think he and you are very in very similar boats around looking back on the Marine. Um, he is uh, very upset about how it spent its budget in terms of like just all these explosions that didn't really pay off. He didn't like, again, being portrayed as, like, this demigod. Um, and, you know, one thing that he, we can agree, I can agree on with him is that, like, the tone was the only thing that saved it. It was, like, the fact that they were winking at the camera kind of made it a little bit better. But his whole deal with this movie is, like, I'm an everyman. I'm showing up to set. I'm not this god. I'm going to play, like, a down earth Like, this could really happen. Like, this is a documentary crew coming in and shooting this movie in four hours. You know, just they, they could have just caught this happening on the street. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the crux going into the movie. Like, these, these this is the intention of the filmmaker's the intention of the star. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that John Cena's major qualm with the Marine was the how they spent its budget and maybe not the racial uh, undertones and the uh, sexual assault <laughs> of sexual assault. And, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, but, he's, you know, he's a man of very specific priorities.
0: If you want... But, To me, and again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but to me, if you wanted to give off the impression that John Cena seems to want to give off, that he is just this every man and that he's not a superhero, I think what the Marine did really well was they spent a lot of time, or a a decent amount of time, showing John Cena's character with his wife at home, Mm. just being a couple and living a normal life, whereas here, the time we get with John Cena and his wife is pretty limited.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, and the, and one of the things we learn right almost in the first half hour is that, and this might make John Cena's character in this movie, Danny Fisher, more of an everyman, pretty negligent when it comes to the plumbing of the of the house. <laughs> so He's one of one, yeah. one one of the things that happens early on in this movie, when when uh, John Cena's character is with his wife, is that we learn the plumber Phil had told. John Cena, you need to fix these pipes. If you do not fix these yeah. pipes, they're going to burst, and you're going to have the whole situation on your hands. Okay. Right. Now, here's my question: If you get that feedback from a plumber, now I know you have other things going on in your apartment right now, but <laughs> you get that you get that feedback from a plumber. Are you fixing the pipes or are you rolling the dice?
1: <laughs> Probably rolling the dice, Ryan.
0: <laughs> so you're pulling a Danny. You're gonna you would pull a Danny Fisher and just roll the yeah, dice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm full blown Cena on this situation.
0: See, that's my impression of the situation is that a lot of people would roll the dice and then just fix it when the problem arises. Right. So in that sense, I had a lot of empathy for Danny Fisher in this situation. But Molly, his wife in this movie, played by Ashley Scott, this actually causes quite the divide in their relationship. Like (laughs) Molly developed some trust problems with Danny because (laughs) this pipe was not fixed. When it should have been.
1: Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, a big rift. A big rift. Yeah. And, you know, to be to be fair, like, I think, I think, you know, John Cena would f- fell to this, prey to the same thing I would probably fall prey to, which is like, how bad could it really be? You know, like, you think like a pipe fails, maybe there's some, a little bit of a leak, maybe the bathroom tile floor has gone on it, but he's flooded half the house. You know, his adorable his little pug dog is, is in panics, um, you know, so, I mean, you know, she might be feeling a little bit reactive in the moment, but I think this is a lot worse than John Cena could have imagined it would be. Um, and oh, you know, certainly having <laughs> certainly having his his wife um, question the relationship over it is a uh, is a tough break. It's a tough break, Ryan.
0: And, and and it leads to me wanting. And I don't know how much time you'd you'd like. You tell me how much time you'd like to spend on this. But let's talk for a second about the merits of homeownership and the merits of marriage after this scene because you know i'm watching danny and molly have this rift as you say when it comes to the the plumbing and it's not you know a single in an apartment isn't that bad you know
1: (laughs) it's true yeah no it's really not i mean you you know i would i would obviously vouch for the quality of the apartment but um you know we've shared a space before we we famously and i say famously um but, you know, we we shared some real luxury apartments. That was kind of our whole deal is, you know, split the bill of real luxury apartments and kind of take it for all it's worth.
0: Yeah, and I had – I don't remember ever having problems with the plumbing in those apartments. <laughs> so, you know, so that – it makes me a little dubious of the merits of home ownership. Of course, everyone knows how we both feel about the ladies, so that might – you know, marriage <laughs> might be a different story. <laughs> but – we jumped the gun a little bit because the whole, I would say the first 25 minutes of this film involve uh, John Cena's character, Danny Fisher, and his yes uh, buddy cop named, whose name escapes me right now.
1: Do you have it, Preston? It's uh Brian, oh, I'm sorry, Hank Carver, played by Brian J. White. And his, his wife, Molly, is played by Ashley Scott, by the way. And did, did you recognize Ashley Scott? No. No. from So she from was, what? I mean, our listeners won't because they didn't go through this initial journey with us. Um, I mean, talk about having trust issues in previous apartments, Ryan. It's, in our initial uh, attempt at Signature Movies, she plays The Rock's wife in uh, Walking Tall. Oh, I liked I liked Walking Tall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's wow. back. A WWE st- studio stable now, Ryan. Yeah. She's, A main she's, eventer.
0: She's in the family. And, um... <laughs> she's in the family. So, so the first, you know, 25 minutes of this movie is uh, Danny Fisher essentially catching what you would call the the uh, antagonist in this film, Miles. Yes. He is a diamond thief. Is that correct? He is. In this
1: movie? That's correct.
0: And they basically, there's this big uh, rundown with him in a car chase, and they eventually catch Miles. But in the process, they put his uh, girlfriend at the time, or wife, girlfriend or wife, in, in harm's yeah. way. And she gets run yes. over by by a car and dies.
1: She does, yes.
0: And uh, Miles tells uh, Danny, John Cena's character, that he is not going to forget this. And right, uh, you know, and that makes sense because if someone you know, that might have a little more gravitas to remember than a, than a plumbing problem, for instance, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're dealing with some real emotional weight now. Yeah, you're gonna yeah you're gonna and- remember
0: if someone kills your your girlfriend.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, I mean the way this occurs is they drive the um, the terrorist and his girlfriend drive away in a car, John Cena chases and catches them on foot and then pushes a boat into their car. And like, I would imagine you're going to remember that scenario regardless of if your girlfriend dies. I mean, a man just pushed a boat into your car and stole your millions of dollars worth of diamonds.
0: It's pretty extraordinary for an everyman
1: to do that <laughs> but ryan did you notice he was wearing a long sleeve shirt so we... <laughs> i
0: did i did but uh, that, that's the that, that's the thing i was wearing long sleeves in panera and people just look at the shorts you know <laughs>
1: and, <oops>. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think if you were wearing long sleeve and pants they would have been like oh he's here for the sip club
0: well you would never have no, no, explain but, yourself but the, but the the conversation I don't think would have happened, and I'd be walking out of there with the drink. I would be yeah. walking out of there with the drink. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane.
1: Well, one other thing I do want to point out in this opening sequence is that um, uh, John Cena's character gets picked up by his friend in a cop car. Like he his his cop car just his friend just his partner just came and picked him up at his house in a cop car, and I was is that how like is that how it works? Do you just get like picked up at your house in your cop car if you're a cop I, w- I would imagine you have to drive to work right i mean like you know i work part-time as a paramedic like they've, they've never sent the ambulance out to come get me in my house you know I, don't, I mean i don't know what it'd be for a legal researcher like uh bookmobile
0: okay that's an interesting way to diminish my career uh no
1: <laughs> you have a you have a master's degree in law librarianship
0: yeah, I do, and it makes you wonder, you know, why, why with those that credentials, those credentials, I am absconded at Panera by random. Names. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's throw some respect on my name. <laughs> like, next time I see that fucking lady, I swear to God, um,
1: <laughs> just carry your your master's degree in your. I don't even know what you would. You'd have no pockets in your in your gym shorts, but. <laughs>
0: I no, have no. Have no po- you say I have no pockets in the gym shorts. Yeah, right. Oh no, there's pockets. Okay. What are in but, those pockets, Ryan? But but here's the thing. Here's what I, I and this is something I. This is what I. This is actually a resolution for 2023. It's not like a serious one by any means. But what I okay. I would love I would love to say this to someone unironically the following phrase. Okay. Ready? So yeah, this would this would be a great thing to say to this woman if I saw her on the street, and I could easily get out, get away from the situation without having to have a conversation with her. I would love to, I would love to look at her and go fuck around and find out. (laughs) Isn't that like the greatest line? (laughs) It's great. (laughs) I wish I, I I wish I would have said that to her today
1: instead of I'm only here for this. (laughs) If you, if you said that, that would haunt her till her deathbed. She'd be like recounting her life to her kids. And she'd be like, and then this one time, this very sweet boy in gym shorts got me a free soda and then approached me six months later and said, fuck around and find out. And I, I just got some Diet Coke and brought it home to your dad. Well, first of
0: all, they had Pepsi products. Second, I, as, long as, that keeps her, <laughs> as long as that keeps her away from Panera, I think I would have done everyone a favor. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, the point of all this is to say... That Miles ends up going to prison. Yes. But he did not forget what Danny Fisher uh, caused. And no. So you have the sense that if Miles, should Miles get out of prison, he is going to be coming for John Cena. And that is exactly yes. what happens.
1: Yes. So the, the crux of uh, this, this terrorist, Aiden, oh, I'm sorry, This the actor I played by Aiden Gillen, uh, the terrorist's name is Miles Jackson. Uh, the crux of his whole character is that he is like genius. You know, he's a planner, you know, the first time we see him, he like just walks by somebody's playing chess and maps out the whole chess match. Um, and you know, the director was like, you know, essentially like I get that John Cena is this giant guy. Obviously I'm going to make him wear long sleeve shirts, but, uh, I can't <laughs> just get another giant guy. Um, so I'm going to get, you know, it's brains versus brawn, if you will. Um, so he found this guy. Um, kind of like a theater guy over in, I believe Ireland, um and in I couldn't find any interviews where he was willing to talk about this stuff, but one interview got him to answer one question about it. And uh his only response was, you know, it's not highbrow stuff, but nobody forced me to do it. Um <laughs> so that's his, his takeaway from this. Um but yeah, so he goes to prison, his character goes to prison I should say. Um and pretty quickly, uh we get to the pivot point of the movie where um he escapes prison a year later. Um, after John Cena and his partner have become detectives and kind of put the whole incident behind them. And he kidnaps his wife, Molly. Um, And now we have uh, our movie where he says, you know, basically does this whole game for John Cena, which is 12 rounds. And uh, you can get your wife back. But if you fail any of these 12 rounds, your wife dies.
0: You know what I think? One lesson we should learn from this movie is that when you have a genius in prison, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe increase security around certain <laughs> anniversaries, you know,
1: <laughs> like when a certain is coming around, maybe we just keep an eye on them. Just get one other guy out there. Yeah.
0: But, but so round one wasn't, wasn't really anything that Danny had to do. It's just that his house and car exploded. That was round <laughs> yeah. one. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Phil, the plumber was in the house oh god so, i
1: forgot phil died
0: oh <laughs> so phil the plumber uh collateral damage <laughs> but that but that i think it leads to one of my qualms with the movie which was just that these rounds were not very clearly defined and it just seemed like the rounds like some rounds involved danny doing a lot of stuff and figuring things out yeah. and then other other rounds were just like you you almost didn't even know the round happened and it was over right right <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they blend together really quickly. That's Yeah, they, they mesh. Um, so yeah, round one was just straight-up explosions. Like, there was really, it was a no-win scenario. Just blew up his house, killed Phil. Luckily, the pug survived. Um, fun little anecdote. Um, John Cena really fought for that pug. <laughs> um, the initial script was a bulldog, and I think even before that, maybe a pit bull. Um, and John Cena was like, I will not do it unless it's a pug. And the writer of the movie actually would come in, like, every couple months and rewrite like hand out new scripts in which the dog was not a pug but it was indeed a bulldog um so you know i think it paid off i like pugs are you a, you a pug guy ryan uh oh i don't i don't i don't i don't care much for dogs in general yeah you know fair. that yeah, i'm That's more fair. of a
0: fish i'm a more i'm, a, I'm an aquaticist <laughs> <as you know. laughs>
1: how are the old fish ryan
0: Oh, the fish are doing good. I mean that you you nice. the thing I like about fish is you cannot personify them. You cannot pretend that they right. love you. You cannot <laughs> you know, you just yeah, they're just you, I, I'm more into the fish. I like aquariums more for the waterfall effect, not even the fish. So it's like Yeah. It's really more like gardening than owning a pet. Yeah. Which is which is great. Yeah. There's um there's a point in this movie where uh, a point that we're about to get to where Danny and Miles are kinda of having this conversation about uh, the uh, the game of the twelve rounds, and Danny Danny mm. correctly goes, You can't expect me to believe you'll let Molly go at the end of twelve rounds. Like how do I know right you're gonna let Molly go? And it was just yeah. for me it was like this cathartic moment where I was like, Look, look, Danny, you wanted Molly to believe that you'd fixed the pipe. You know? <laughs> like <laughs> how's no, it feel? About trust? <laughs> yeah. How's it feel? How's it feel, Danny? <laughs> to know someone's (laughs) lying to you (laughs)
1: um so yeah the um fbi gets involved as like that's a pretty common theme in these movies we've seen like four movies in a row where just fbi gets involved um and the characters don't really need to be there but they're there um the um let's see i liked the uh the dynamic between the two partners like you know you, you see the dysfunction between uh Cena and his wife, and then you look at these two partners, and they just, they get along great. I mean, like, they should be doing podcasts together, you know? They've got a good little dialogue running, you know? His podcast, his, uh, his, his partner's got a little bit of the jokey side. John Cena's, you know, the lovable but self-serious hunk. Um, That's a great duo. Time-tested duo, one would say in these movies.
0: Yeah, no, they had good chemistry. I mean, mm. I, I wanted to see more of Danny and his wife, honestly, just yeah. because I, I think John Cena has is, is good in that role, and... Um, yeah, I, you know, we don't have, I, I hope we're not going to go through every round in detail, but no. <laughs> I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> but round round three involved uh, Danny kind of being led to where his brother works at a firehouse. And right. Ma- Miles kind of plays with him that maybe he set up a bomb in the firehouse. And so, yeah, Danny basically has to go to his brother's work and say, hey, look, evacuate. There might be a bomb in here. And I'm just imagining yeah. you coming to the law library. And being like, "Hey, (laughs) need you to evacuate."
1: (laughs) People just pushing stacks of books out the door.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Be like, "Hey, okay, that's fine. Just hop in the bookmobile. We'll leave."
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you think I. uh, Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, John Cena leaps out a window in that scene because John Cena they, they, the crux of the whole round is that they get everybody, all these firefighters out of the building and then lo and behold Miles has started a fire somewhere and uh, Cena's got to go and put it out uh, because they're the next clue is within that fire so takes all these firefighters there, Cena goes up to the top round uh, top floor uh, finds the box and realizes he doesn't have enough time, <laughs> he deduces correctly it seems, he doesn't have enough time to walk from the top floor to the bottom floor. So his only option is to jump out the window. Um, and in the special features of this movie, they, they give like 15 minutes to this because John Cena is legitimately terrified of heights. Um, and like, he's, it's extreme, like if anybody, I'm sure you could find it online, just watch these interviews. It's like, you could, I would, I, Guarantee we'll make it through the entire rest of the series without a wrestler being as vulnerable as John Cena was. He was like, I hated heights when I started. It was terrifying for me. I was shaking, and it didn't stop. Like, I never overcame it. I'm still terrified of heights, and I'll never do it again. Um, so I found that very charming. But he did. He spent, like, three days up on a harness trying to jump out this window. Um, and, you know, it was a good scene. God bless him. He did, like, 90% of his own stunts in this thing.
0: You had mentioned that in the Marine. Like, he insisted upon doing a lot of his own stunts. And so that, that continues here.
1: It does, yeah. I think this time he was more pressured by the director. Um, the only stunts he didn't do was like the actual helicopter one, which we get to later in the movie. Um, a, lot of, a lot of helicopter... Cl- I mean, if, you know, we're tracing some real patterns through these movies, right? A lot of climaxes on helicopters. Um, you know, FBI gets involved a lot. John Cena has a beautiful blonde wife. Um, you know. WWE you Films mean, has, has a real oeuvre they're leaning into.
0: You know who I'd love to see put out a fire? Who's that? American Eagle Customer Service. You know, because... <laughs> but they seem completely unresponsive. <laughs> so, don't count on it. How do you lose an order? How do you lose an order?
1: Yeah, no. I,
0: I, 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 I ordered that hoodie a week ago. <laughs> I should be wearing it right now. <laughs> I've, I have no drink, no hoodie. I have nothing.
1: <laughs> can't get yourself warm. Can't get yourself cool. You're just lukewarm and miserable sitting in, in yeah. eastern Pennsylvania. I have no, no temperature
0: regulation at all. <laughs>
1: well, John Cena is bringing the temperature regulation to you, Ryan, because he leaps out of this uh, this window and then drives a fire truck. Drives a fire truck. uh I don't know why he drives a fire truck. I forget the impetus for him doing so. I think it might have just been the only truck around. Um, but chucks this, but you know, figures out which one of two boxes he's given as a bomb, chucks it into the sea. And um, I find it very charming because this is kind of where the FBI really, we see the FBI kind of trickling in and then they really show up and confront John Cena. And he's like, I gotta play this game. is just like, yeah, no, we get it. We're not gonna stop you. <laughs> do whatever you need to do, man. <laughs> I just found... Very charming. Like, there's no point with, like, man, you really shouldn't be doing this. This is dangerous. Or, hey, man, you're breaking a lot of laws. Just like, yeah, no. No, we're on board, dude. Let's play the game.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, there is kind of a tension, right? Because there's one FBI agent who just wants Miles dead and doesn't care about John Cena's plight. And then there's another one who kind of wants to help. But, yeah, they they do the fire truck stuff. And then that kind of leads them into this hotel where a lot of stuff happens with – you know just it almost it would almost not sound real if you say it out loud all this <laughs> like all the stuff that that John Cena's character had to do but we meet another uh, likable character his name was Willie. he was the hotel Willy. the hotel yep. worker who much like Phil the Plumber does die uh, kind of in the crosshairs of Miles um you know yeah. but it was were you were you feeling it in the middle of this movie, or were you pretty... Were you, were you liking it?
1: Again, it was it was becoming a very rich soup, if you will. <laughs> like, there was a lot of ingredients in there. And, um, you know, some more clearly delineation between the rounds. Like, even, you know, we've kind of... We have pointed out in previous movies, there has been, like, these cut scenes where, like, they flash a title card on the scene and try to explain what's going on or who a character is. I honestly wouldn't turn down some of those between rounds. Of just like hey here was the last round here's the next round you know right Because the middle right. of this movie was just a lot of really frantic cuts uh john cena throwing things and he spent a lot of this movie on the cell phone which i thought was interesting you know just timing wise this movie came out like you know 2009 is pretty much when the first iphone came out it's so, like we're first this is really when cell phones are interdating the culture and they seem to just like really be heavily on it because there's a lot of gags in this movie that involve cell phones there's a lot of like you know like four or five of the rounds involved him using his cell phone in some way um so a lot of him just like yelling into a phone um yeah it's it's just a lot of yelling and not a lot of like substance and i feel like i got lost a couple times did you find this similar thing
0: so you what you're saying is you wanted some round delineation in this movie kind of like yes. um like uh remember watching that show Legends of the Hidden Temple <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, like, they're pretty explicit <laughs> about when ro- one round ends and the next round begins. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I could have used a large... About, you know what's A large... I was going to say a large, you know, Ormac head kind of explaining things as they were going on to me.
0: This is not something that we, we should get into, but I, what I learned about that show is, like, the way that they name their teams is completely off the rails, right? Like, <laughs> it's, always, it's always a color and an animal on Legends of the Hidden Temple, <laughs> Yeah. Right. So like like they have like the silver monkeys, right? Yes. But then explaining to this one, the blue barracudas. (laughs) Do you know do you know how many non-human animals there are out there? (laughs) And you and you get why use barracudas? And it's not just because they they needed alliteration with blue because there's the red jaguars.
1: you're so right, and the silver monkeys. You're 100 percent right. And barracudas aren't even the most like ferocious of fish. You have the piranha, purple piranhas. Yes. Imagine showing.
0: Imagine showing up, and you're like, uh, you know, you're all excited to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple, and you might, you might win, an, you might win an electric keyboard or something. And
1: <laughs> the dream, the dream. I,
0: and you finally get in there. You're chatting with Olmac, and then someone hands you a blue <laughs> barracudas t-shirt. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's a point in this movie too so round eight after they kind of get away from the hotel at my understanding press and you can correct me if i'm wrong round eight john cena just needed to call the right phone number out of five numbers and yes he had like 35 seconds to do that and he calls the wrong number and you and i thought like oh shit like he called the wrong number and then miles calls and just goes well it looks like round nine is going to be tougher now you're like what? <laughs> Didn't he just fail?
1: <laughs> oh good point. You're so right. Molly should be dead. Wow. Yeah, w- yeah, I wanted I wanted
0: <laughs> the you know, I wanted to see her bones. I I mean <laughs> John Cena failed. But... <laughs> And then round nine, <laughs> round nine to me might have been the most unbelievable, which was him, uh, John Cena having to save a streetcar from crashing after Miles disabled its brakes.
1: Ryan, it's an actual trolley problem, Ryan. We blew our <laughs> load on the last episode.
0: <laughs> well, we could actually, have gotten get in, so deep into this. Let's get into that a little bit because um, uh, once uh, Danny actually. Uh, gets onto the streetcar that is, you know, spiraling uh, towards a crash. Yes. He uh, he gets into like the the cabin with the with the driver, and they they're both trying to like get the brake like like to push the brake on, and and there's this great line where the driver just goes harder, and <laughs> and I thought that was kind of insightful because isn't it true that sometimes harder is better, <laughs> right? I mean sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you just want things harder, and I think whether you use the product or not, I think we can all say that Bluetooth would be something <laughs> that that we should support because it is it's so great that that's available to everyone. Whether you whether you use it or not, Preston, my my, my what I'm saying is sometimes harder is better, and so with that being available to everyone because it's both convenient and affordable. <laughs> and, and And we're still unclear, but we're so i think pretty sure that you don't even really need to consult with your doctor first, although you should you, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's fast convenient affordable, and again, whether or not you use it it would it's it's just i think something we should support because it's good that it's available to those who want it's it it's
1: true right it's true yeah, and i think you know i i think looking back uh i could I would be much more quick to forgive. Legends of the Hidden Temple. If they instead named it Blue Barracuda Chew, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: Preston, you you yeah. I mean, back but see that's the point. Back then is really you're, you're, that's actually a great thing to bring up because it shows you how far we've come. Because yeah, with blue, I mean, blue chew wasn't around back in old Max time. Yeah, right. So yeah, like. Yeah, people had to win electric keyboards and shit like. That. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't get the good stuff right back then.
1: All the, all the kids on that show were uh, were conceived with erections that simply weren't as as hard as they could have been, and that you know right. that generation right. had to live with that. Our generation doesn't.
0: Being a little uncouth here. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. Just get riled up talking about Bluetooth, Brian. Well, I don't want to talk <laughs> about erections. inside um, That's
1: okay. But, You're but, great. We should no, but, we should be more coy.
0: Yes. And, and by that, I mean, you know, sometimes harder is... Oh, actually, always. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes harder is better. I don't, I don't want to say with any certainty, but uh, I, think, I think if we're honest with ourselves, most of the time we'll find that uh, harder is better. But it didn't really yeah. matter how, how hard they tried here. They could not stop uh, the, um, the streetcar naturally. So yeah. They, actually, yeah, they had to use some artificial means, and uh, <laughs> which isn't which isn't bad, which isn't bad. Um, sometimes sometimes it's better to do it that way. And they were able, they were actually able to stop the streetcar and survive round nine, uh, thankfully. Yeah. even though even though they failed yeah. round eight, but whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, Spider Man can stop a streetcar with his bare hands, and you know we're not all Spider Man, you know either in the streets or in the bedroom. And John Cena, you know, needed a little bit of help. He needed some cars to be shoved underneath that trolley, and he needed the help of uh, the entire FBI. But by golly, they stopped that trolley. And, uh, you know, we uh, we cut to round, what is it, round nine now?
0: now? That was round nine. And also, but keep in mind, John Cena's just an everyman in this movie, so he doesn't need help.
1: <laughs> those, the sleeve, the buttons on those sleeves never became uncoupled. They stayed firmly around those muscular wrists. <laughs>
0: And then round 10 and, <laughs> rounds 10 and 11 were just, they, the FBI fi- found Miles' partner and killed him. And then so Miles yeah. killed Hank. That's all the round yeah. was.
1: Yeah, Cena's best friend, who again, like, you know, we start off this movie with a tumultuous relationship between Cena and his wife. The most stable relationship in this movie is Cena and his partner. His partner came and picked him up in the police car. Cena didn't even have to drive to work. And he just dies. He dies unceremoniously. And I, th- I genuinely think I got more sad than John Cena did when this happened. We, we have, like, a, maybe a two-minute scene where he mourns him. Um, and then on to round 11.
0: No, th- no that was round 11.
1: Oh, what? That was
0: round 11? We're on round 12 already? Well, Miles' Miles's partner dying was round 10, and then Hank dying was round 11. And so then you go to round 12, which is Danny needs to find Molly and use his fingerprint to deactivate a bomb.
1: Which Good is- God. Yeah. And, so, and
0: so what you learn is that Miles has kind of been strategically distracting everyone as he yes. kind of uses his resources to try to escape with uh, of his fortune or whatever.
1: Yeah. Now, I, I wasn't sure that you would like this movie. I had a, I had a sneaking suspicion that you might, but I was almost positive that you'd like it after that. This. This, this is a scene, having watched many movies with you, that I, I believe you, find, you you like. I mean, did you like this scene where it's like, oh, everything that we thought was happening was not actually happening? There was a big plan all along.
0: I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I was a little burnt out, and I don't, I don't, yeah. don't think. I mean, I like you know, I like game aspects to to horror movies or dramas or whatever. Uh, right. This again, this again, because of the lack of round delineation, <laughs> and everything just. <laughs> I, I I didn't really buy Miles as a. I, I understand he's a genius, but I didn't buy him as this huge threat because <laughs> a lot of. A lot of the stuff that he set up just feels really unbelievable given the fact that he yeah. was in prison having to set all this up. Right. And I just uh you know, like you look at someone like Jigsaw with the Saw movies, and yes. there always there always seemed to be with him and again, that series went on a long time and a lot happens, but there was some kind of <laughs> moral aim to what he was doing, and it's it's objectionable. Right. I mean Miles is just strictly this is just a revenge play. And there's really Yeah. There's really you like you don't get the sense that he is going to stick to any kind of structure. Like with Jigsaw right. at the beginning, he had the integrity. Like if you survived his game, he would let you live. Yeah. And that became a major plot point in, in the Saw movies once Jigsaw died and imposters took over. Here, I mean Danny points out immediately, like, why would we ever believe Miles? at all
1: mm. in this movie. So
0: so the the game was just the game just felt like a, a pretense for just action that they wanted to show us.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I, I I was I was pretty I mean, I think I think you're right, like I did have a ceiling of burnout at that time, but I was also like I was impressed that this movie would pull that, you know, it did they they almost didn't have to. Like they'd kind of already sailed their ship on just like this is just a John Cena action movie. It's just like a road excuse for action sequence after after sequence, which I'm on board with, you know, like, just, that's, I mean, you want to start an action movie like that, I'm on board with that even with horror, it's just, like, just give me the barest pretense for, uh, for why these things are happening, and I will happily sign on for all the gore you can give me, um, but, you know, it was an interesting twist, um, and, uh, so, we get to the final fight between, um, John Cena and Miles aboard a helicopter, um, Obviously, John Cena wins, and then one of the, you know, John Cena turns to his wife, who he had, he's had he been fighting this whole movie to save, and what does he say, Ryan? Do you trust me now? Do you trust me now? She says yes, and then they leap 50 feet into a rooftop pool.
0: But, okay, answer me this. It, what Didn't uh, the antagonist di- exploding in a helicopter, isn't that what happened in The Condemned?
1: It is exactly what happened The Condemned. <laughs> yeah. All righty. <laughs> Arguably, uh, the protagonist who spent the entire movie masterminding a grand plan that blew up in his face. <laughs> Both times.
0: <laughs> as, as, as the uh, mastermind antagonist was trying to get away with money. Yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but here's, here's
0: looking forward, because I'm sure as you know, uh, there are sequels to this movie right? Yeah, there are. So so there's going to be 12 rounds too, but not with Miles. Yes. There's going to be a new antagonist, presumably. Why do
1: all these antagonists land on 12 as the number of rounds? Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's insane that you wouldn't name it 13 rounds. Make it, like, more Halloween themed or make it more, you know, like, what are you doing? Or 10 rounds optimized, you know? Iterate at some point. If you saw that 12 rounds failed, you know?
0: I would, yeah, like, I would, like, I would like a movie called rounds where it's kind of like a choose your adventure movie. So, so like us as the viewer, we get to dictate how many rounds there are.
1: This is just you pissed about the sip club, not being able to pick how many drinks you get to have. You guys want a world where there's no limitations on your enjoyment of things.
0: Oh, well that, yeah, yeah. Panera would be the wrong place to look uh, for that. (laughs)
1: Well, the, uh, the final line of the movie, they end on a little gag, is uh, John Cena says to his wife, after they survive the explosion, uh, they're walking away, and he says, let's get you home. Or, yeah, she says, let's get you home, and he says, about the house? Because, of course, Ryan, the house exploded in round one. Um, oh, okay. And, you know, the only thing I think of is, like, his best, like, his best friend is still dead. <laughs> like, right, He died, right. like, an hour ago. <laughs> He's her friend, too you know whatever it was um yeah Yeah, you can can imagine
0: like on their way home she's molly's gonna be like wait till we tell phil about all this yeah (laughs) god (laughs) well um um, you know i uh (laughs) it's funny because at the kiosk they want you to kind of rate your experience when you go to panera and mm-hmm. as, much, as much as I have my uh, problems with uh, the establishment, uh, I do think it's sometimes helpful to quantify your thoughts on something. So why yes. don't we why don't we do that now with the uh, signature
1: rating system? Wow. Ryan, uh, why don't you uh, explain to the folks? Oh, the would, you, would you, would you, you
0: like me to explain it?
1: I, um, I mean, I, I'm not sure about the listener, but I should, could sure use a refresher.
0: Yeah, which is why I go to Panera. but but sometimes you don't get a refreshing uh, (laughs) so here at Signature Movie (laughs) I don't know if you can sense the despair (laughs) in my voice Uh, here at at Signature Movies we do things a little differently and That is because we employ our signature rating system, which entails us treating the movie that we just watched as an offensive maneuver that is going to knock us as the wrestler out of the ring. Now, commonly in pro wrestling, when a wrestler is knocked outside of the ring, the referee will start counting them out, meaning that if they cannot get back into the ring before the count of 10, they will lose the match. So here, we're going to pretend... Like, 12 rounds was an offensive maneuver that knocked us outside of the ring, and we're going to say at what point in the 10 count we were able to get back into the ring. However, the weird thing about it is that a lower number implies a better rating, because if I was able to get back into the ring at a 2 count, that means that I was still refreshed, and I was still rare and to go, and the movie didn't take a lot out of me. However, if I get back into the ring at a 9 count, that means... That I was really worn out. I was exhausted. I was bitter. I was upset. Someone questioned me about my attire, and I wasn't ready. (laughs) I wasn't ready to field that question. So, the only weird thing we do around here at Signature Movies is that uh, a lower number implies a better score. So, my question for you, Preston, is at what point in the 10 count were you able to get back into the ring after watching 12 rounds?
1: Wow, Ryan. Thank you for explaining that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I you know I was weathered, um, but I don't think again like these these ratings become more precise as we go on because I have three movies, four movies at this point to compare it to, um, and uh, I give it a four. I give it a four out of ten. You know, it knocked me around. I feel like I went twelve rounds with it, if you will. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> steal that from your review, Ryan. Well. <laughs> This is on the table for the taking. One of us is gonna get it. Um, but uh, you know, I um yeah, I I I thought it was decently crafted comparatively. You know, I liked there wasn't a character who I really resented, which I think in The Condemned that, that was popping up every once in a while. Um and you know, John Cena was John Cena. Uh I thought that some of the set pieces were good. Again, we got this fantastic theme that I'm just so concerned won't last about directors not using green screen, especially as they're starting to become big at this time vying for practical effects, throwing their actors into the, into the you know, um, ring, as it were. I, I didn't want to say ring because it sounds, you know, ambiguous, but, um, you know, they're, they're, the actors are doing work. Like, everybody's out there trying to make a really great practical effects movie. Um, the ending got me a little bit. Um, it had a little bit more depth than I expected it to. I wish the there's a little bit more cohesion, uh, you know, maybe drop a couple rounds and really flesh out the rounds that you have. Um, but, you know, I'm not here to give notes. I'm here to give a rating, and my rating is 4 out of 10.
0: Which we should say in the signature rating system isn't horrible.
1: Uh, it's not horrible, no. Yeah, my, 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 you know, I gave the Marine a one. And, you know, this is easily three steps behind the Marine in my personal book. Um, not John Cena's book, but my personal book. Um, so, yeah, Ryan, what about you? What, uh, when did you step back into the ring after watching 12 rounds? In your
0: personal book,
1: are you, uh,
0: <laughs> are you maybe, uh, are, we, are you following in uh, Becca Weirwill's steps? Maybe. <laughs> thinking about putting pen to paper
1: <laughs> it's just 50 flashcards to break out at a party like do you prefer 12 rounds or the condemned <laughs> aren't these fun and deep questions <laughs>
0: yeah yeah even any grocery stores lately i got back into the ring i would say i got back into the ring at five I, uh, I mm. you know I didn't I didn't like it very, but I also didn't there weren't many parts of this movie that I hated um <clears throat> I didn't think miles was a very compelling villain I think that mm. that would have bumped this up for me a little bit had he been the the story wasn't believable I don't want that to really be a huge problem because I don't know how much it, it was supposed to be believable but I'm gonna save the higher numbers for films that I just actively disliked and were, and oftentimes I feel like the higher numbers going to come in when we talk about films that were trying to be more than just a movie, like with the, mm. con, with the condemned trying to ask moral questions in a supposedly serious way. I agree with right. you. I think the Marine was the better movie. Um, but uh yeah, I'm going to say a five here, four
1: and five. Not we're almost in agreement. Nice. Preston, we're almost in agreement. Yeah. Not terrible about that. We're almost tag team partners in this, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um...
0: <laughs> hey, uh... Wait, I don't know if... Uh, is something happening on your end? I kind of hear a... I'm hearing like a... Like a horn. Oh, oh my
1: god. I'm, I'm hearing... Is that... Oh, oh my goodness. It's... It's... Is it... A, a trolley? Is that a trolley speeding towards us? My god. My god, it's coming so fast. Oh, no, 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 no. wait. Wait. It's stopping. It's stopping at recommendation station, Ryan.
0: I think that was probably somewhere. this best. is the segment. I think, I think this was some of our best work. <laughs> I have to say.
1: <laughs> I think I sold it better than Cena did. <laughs> I think if this you, is seen this is our pinnacle.
0: This is our pinnacle. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop Audacity right now and just. I think we end, we ended here. I think we ended here.
1: <laughs> Ryan, this is the segment. Um, where uh, as kind of a palate cleanser from the movie, whether we liked it or not. I mean, you know, we each have passions that we brought into this collaborative effort. Uh, You are a fan of wrestling. I'm a fan of film. Uh, So we use this space at the end of every episode to really lift up something that we found great in our respective interests this week. Uh, So I will start by recommending a film. Uh, The film I'm recommending is called The Banshees of Inishirin. It is a film from this year. It's an Irish film made by Irish director Martin McDonagh starring Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, and Barry Keoghan. Just a fantastic movie. And I mean, you know, I picked this movie partially because I wished for a lot more exploration between John Cena and his partner's friendship, and it was cut short for me. And this is just a two-hour exploration of a friendship, for better or for worse. Um, stand-up performances by Colin Farrell, who just, you know, to talk about facial... Act, I mean, this guy just sells insecurity and misery in a way that... Uh, I don't know. It just radiates. It like really makes you feel uncomfortable the entire movie. Um, and uh, Barry Kilgan, amazing. Just almost an unhaged performance. <laughs> like I don't, I've seen him kind of like do these little spot parts in other movies that always charm me. But I mean, he deserves an Oscar for this movie. It was incredible. So just a real powerhouse for beautiful vistas and uh, incredible performances. Definitely worth the watch. Uh, you won't get near as many explosions or fires as you would if you watched 12 rounds, but you won't get zero. So I will will say, you know, don't don't sell it short, dear listener. Um, Ryan, uh, do you have a wrestling match from this week or any week that you're interested in sharing with us?
0: I do. Uh, The match this week comes from a a promotion that we have not covered yet on the podcast, Impact Wrestling. They are formerly known as Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. So... They used to be called TNA. Now they are Impact Wrestling. They had their first pay-per-view of 2023 uh, recently Mm. uh, called Hard to Kill. And uh, that probably describes a lot of our protagonists so far in this journey. (laughs) But the main event of that show was title versus career. It was Jordan Grace defending the Impact Knockouts title against Mickey James. And it was uh, title versus career. And mm. I thought that this match was the, a great culmination of a very engaging storyline. Uh, Mickey James has been wrestling for probably 20 years, over 20 years at mm. this point. And she basically said, the next match that I lose will be my last. And so she had won a bunch of matches up to this point, which is the ultimate test, challenging for Impact's women's title. And Mickey James is someone who... Like for people our age, was one of the wrestler, women's wrestlers that really redefined what women's wrestling meant to the mainstream pro wrestling mm. audience. Um, I remember her match from WrestleMania in 2006 against Trish Stratus being a defining moment where women's wrestling was going to be taken more seriously. And, and thankfully, we're at a point where it certainly is taken seriously. And Mickie James was a big part of that. So uh, a great match uh, culminating a great story I would check out Jordan Grace versus Mickey James at Impact uh, Hard to Kill. Now, the, the, I will say, it was a good little show. It's going to be $40, which is a lot <laughs> in today's, like... Yeah. I'll say that. I mean, I, I was able to rent them uh, 12 rounds on Voodoo Fandango for 3 bucks. So, <laughs> you know. Everyone, everyone has to make yeah. co- the cost-benefit analysis of, of, of how, they, <laughs> how, they, how they spend their money. Um, you know. I mean, so some people will spend $10 a month uh, to get a drink every two hours at Panera. I mean, I don't judge people for how they spend their money. But <laughs> um, the point remains that Jordan Grace and Mickey James had a banger. So very good match uh, from Impact Wrestling
1: this week. Amazing. Amazing, Ryan. Thanks for sharing that, buddy. Um, and yeah, speaking of money, um, this was, again, one of the other, you know, Vince McMahon's big um, movie budgets for these exercises are $20 million, movie movie... Ma- uh, had a budget of $20 million, made $18 million in theaters, which means it's the third kind of bomb for these movies, even though it made a, like $10 million after that in DVD sales. So to preface our next movie, we're going back to the DVD bin, Ryan. This is a non-theatrical release. Next week, we are seeing Ted dead, D.B. Dead Jr. in The Marine 2. Um, so we can look forward to that, everybody. And as always, we're going to finish with our Signature to Force, where me and Ryan try to um say the wrestler from the movie's signature move in unison and i think for this one we can picture american eagle as we do it ready yes three two one f F you amazing ryan happy with everybody we'll see you next week
0: but but really it's just about the customer service i'm not complaining about the product you
1: understand (laughs) all right ryan
0: I'm serious. It's just the customer service part. How do you lose an order? (laughs) That's
1: my point. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Signature Movies. We really do appreciate it. We'd also appreciate it if you'd rate and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions or concerns about the show, feel free to email us at signaturemoviespod at gmail.com. I'd also like to thank Phoenix based rapper Mega Ran for her intro song off his album Mad Mania. Go pick it up on Bandcamp or see him live in San Antonio January 27th. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you also check out Phoenix local artist Danielle Durac? These movies don't break your heart, and songs sure will. We'll see you next week. All right. Welcome back to Signature Movies. I apologize for the interruption. Uh, my cat, Wampus. It's getting a little bit upset there. Uh, he's a very vocal cat, and I am nobody to blame but myself. Uh, I just talk to him all day long, and he talks back. And here we are in this predicament. Okay. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> why Why would
0: you leave me space to make a comment there? What can I possibly say? I know.
1: I really <laughs> What can I possibly say? I thought you say?
0: might have some. <laughs> I, like, what am I going to come up with?
1: Hopefully. Hopefully something, you know, like, Preston, that sounds completely normal. That's cool. Very cool that you have a cat, Preston. I mean, he must bring you such comfort in these hard times.
0: No, I think you're insanely lonely. And and that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I don't want to say that out loud, though.
1: (laughs)